Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Is You, a podcast by Dennis Wick. This is your host, Mary Golini, and this week I'm starting a two-week series on what I've learned about mouthpieces. Though I'm the product specialist for Dennis Wick North America, I didn't always have such a love for mouthpieces. So I was never really excited about changing mouthpieces. Um, when I was younger, as a musician, I went through a really stressful part of my career and uh, wound up with a lot of chat problems. And a lot of that was due to the stress, but because of the stress, I started switching around equipment, trying to figure out what would fix my playing with a bunch of different mouthpieces. And I, you know, and along the way injured myself and, and wound up not being able to play anything that I wanted to play for quite a long time. So I never wanted that to happen again. So I just stayed away from mouthpieces and, you know, through college, through grad school, I'd try out mouthpieces. I'd try out friends' mouthpieces, but kind of in the way where you might go on a couple dates with somebody and never really want to commit. You know, and as soon as commitment comes around the corner, you break up with that person right away. And I could say that is exactly what was going on with my life or my relationship to mouthpieces. I played with a mouthpiece that seemed safe, but it really wasn't working out well for me, but it wasn't injuring me. Um, and I'd, I'd try kind of new mouthpieces around the way, you know, as I as I ran into them, but I'd never really commit to finding a mouthpiece. And this, I mean, if I'm really looking at it, it's largely because I didn't know how. But uh, at that time in my life, if you had told me that down the road, I would be the product specialist and artist manager for one of the world's best mouthpiece manufacturers, Dennis Wick, I would have burst out laughing and said, someone got something wrong along the way because, you know, I just tried staying as far away from equipment as I could. But, you know, uh, as I met more people, as I got a little more involved in the music business world and came across manufacturers and really learned a little bit more about what it is about mouthpieces that really helps you and what it is that hurts you, my thoughts changed on this. So I go to a bunch of different uh, trade shows and I work with students and people call me to ask me questions at my office. And it's funny because I keep on running into old versions of myself over and over and over and over again. Um, so if you're ever worried about calling me about questions about mouthpieces, don't worry. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. It's a stressful uh, stage to be in. Um, but I'm always amazed. It's kind of the same thought that ties up everybody. It tied me up back when I was a student. And the same, uh, the same discussion it starts the, our conversations on mouthpieces for, I'd say, 90% of the people I talk to. And that discussion is measurements. I get the phone call that someone's looking for a mouthpiece or I'm at the booth and someone's looking for a mouthpiece and they're focused on measurements. So for instance, you know, you have a student coming up and uh, he's a low brass student. He's doing quite well. He's on his way to a professional career. And he comes up to the booth and says, show me the largest mouthpiece you have. Or I have a trumpet player who's looking for a lead mouthpiece, and they say, give me the shallowest mouthpiece that you have. Um, or it could be something very specific. They have a throat size that they really, really like, and they say, what mouthpiece do you have with this throat? And they won't look at anything else but something with that throat. And, you know, on the one hand, they've made a specific decision, which is good, about something that will help them. But it's misplaced trust when you're looking for mouthpieces. So... What I always think about, you know, is a good analogy for this type of mentalities is if you're a musician looking to measurements first, you're really shopping for a new pair of sneakers or new shoes. You're looking for measurements, you know, um, that will fit your uh, style or your age of playing. Um, or, you know, if you're a cook, you know, you're looking for that recipe that if you put the right ingredients together, it's going to be the perfect sound and um, and you'll be the best 
musician. And to me, I think a much healthier way of looking at it, it's not that you're looking for clothes or a recipe, it's, and it's more pleasant thinking about it this way too, but you're looking for your favorite restaurant, you know, or you're, you're, uh, you're going to your favorite ice cream shop. So let me explain. When I go out to a new Italian restaurant, I, um, I always order the eggplant Parmesan. I love eggplant Parmesan. And there's a specific way it's prepared. And I feel like if they can create a good eggplant Parmesan, it'll be a good Italian restaurant. Or if I go to an ice cream shop and it's a, you know, it's a homemade ice cream, um, my favorite flavor is chocolate peanut butter. So, you know, if it's good chocolate peanut butter ice cream, I'm going to guess it's pretty, pretty good ice cream shop, you know, and there's specific qualities that it's ice cream too, that like if they've matched that, I, I will be just, I will be their biggest advocate. So, um, looking for a mouthpiece, you kind of have to have the same mentality. What's your favorite, you know, as a musician, is your favorite part about being a musician, the measurements of your horn, the bore size, the, you know, the, the, the mouthpiece, uh, throat measurement, you know, no, it's your sound. And it's so easy for us to look to measurements to be our savior, but really it's the sound. It's, you know, um, <laughs> it's, you have to have faith in your sound and your sound concept to lead you to finding the right mouthpiece. Um, if you're just looking at measurements, um, there's a lot of problems you're going to create for yourself. For instance, let's look at the player who comes in with the throat size and they say, you know, what, what mouth, it could be looking for a lead mouthpiece where that has to be a specific throat. I want this specific measurement of throat size. Do you have anything that has that throat size? Now, they probably played in a mouthpiece that worked for a long time that had that throat size or, um, they're not looking to switch, but they really like a mouthpiece that has that throat size and they want to see just what else is out there. Very, very good options either way. Um, but if you're just looking through the throat size, you're not focusing on your sound. So what happens? You get two or three mouthpieces that have the same throat or, you know, just as close as you can possibly get to that throat size and you try them out and they don't quite make the right sound. So you start manipulating to make the right sound because, hey, that throat size is what you like playing on or that, you know, that specific style of mouthpiece, you know, whatever you've decided in measurement terms is going to be the perfect mouthpiece. If it doesn't work, you will start, whether you like it or not, you will start manipulating in your embouchure and your muscles to make it sound right. Because, you know, you've set up in your mind that this is going to work. If sound is your ultimate goal, if great sound is your um, ultimate goal, then that will direct you through anything. And you're a lot more free to try out a bunch of different options that might be much more healthy for you in the long run. So if you haven't, if you don't have a good sound concept, and what I mean is if you close your eyes and you think what's the best sound I could possibly make on my instrument, and you can't figure out what that sound is, then you need to stop listening to this podcast and go find some professional musicians who play your instrument and develop a sound concept. But um, if you can close your eyes and you know exactly what you want to sound like, you, your first step is complete. That's 50% of the battle is done. The second thing that I think is most important when looking for a mouthpiece is knowing what diameter works best for you. Um, and that is a bit of a measurement discussion, but um, it's a broad measurement. So, you know, for instance, largely I like 3C diameters. So I know if I'm going to you know, look for a new mouthpiece, I'm going to stay pretty close to a 3C. Um, and this brings up to a very important point. If you're making changes, you want to make small increments. So I play a 3C. 
sources tell me that if I want to play more support in the higher register, if I want to play higher notes, and I want more support in the higher register, I might want to try a shallower cup. So my first step would, because I know my diameter is three, um, there is a three C diameter. Um, I'm going to look for the three C diameter that I'm playing on, and I'm going to try to find some options that use the same diameter, but have some shallower cups or have some different weight options. You know, we'll get into the details in a different episode of what affects what affects your performance in terms of the design of the mouthpiece. So I'm not going to get too much in the weeds here. But um, what I want to emphasize in this episode is that your sound is key. So you've got your sound, you've got your diameter that you're comfortable with. Um, now look at your options. You, ha um, you have, like we just mentioned, different cup uh, sizes, so like a, a shallower cup, a deeper cup, um, rim size, you know, whether it's a narrow cup or a narrow rim or a flat rim will affect your comfort or your flexibility. Um, these are all options that will help you out. You choose whatever options you think are going to be beneficial for you. And then the next thing you want to do is choose, um, when I'm trying out mouthpieces, I try to use a double octave scale um, that I will slur and I will articulate and I will have just a small part of music, maybe, you know, 16 measures of an etude um, that expands that, you know, stays in the middle register, because that's where, you know, the bulk of your playing is. But it does explore the low range and the high range of my instrument as well. And I'm going to use that scale and that small section of music um, to try out each mouthpiece. So you're not playing different, different things on each mouthpiece you try, you're going to use the same scale and the same section of music on each mouthpiece. So you can actually decipher what's going on with each mouthpiece. And then, you know, take a deep breath, keep your best sound in mind, start with your scale and play your scale. Does it sound right in all the registers? Is it even? Is it in tune? Does it feel like there's any bumps in the road? You know, one of the things I love about Deniswick mouthpieces is that it's a really well-tuned mouthpiece. So every Deniswick trumpet mouthpiece that I've tried has got had great tuning. So it doesn't, you know, a mouthpiece that isn't tuned or balanced well, it'll feel like climbing up, um, It'll feel like climbing stairs that are slightly uneven. So if you've ever been to a friend's house and your friend's dad decided to um, redo the staircase on his own, um, the steps all look even. But let's say one step is just half an inch taller than all the other ones. You can't visibly see that as you're running up, but you will trip over it because, you know, in the first or second step, your foot has already decided it's already felt how high each step is going to be. Like you don't even think about it, but, you, you know, your feet and your body understand how much uh, space they have to cover for each step. If one step is just a little bit higher, you're going to fall on your face. And that is kind of what an uneven or a poorly tuned or a poorly balanced mouthpiece feels like. You're playing up the scale and it feels great. It feels great. And then suddenly you hit a hitch like and it almost feels like you have to reset. So this is what I'm looking for in my scale. I'm looking for great sound. I'm looking for tuning and that everything is very even from bottom to top. Um, if that's good, I want to check articulation. Depending on the cup contour, you know, the cup contour can affect how easy or how clean your articulation is. And, um, you know, articulation, once you switch to your mouthpiece, you might have to spend a week or two to, to adjust things articulation wise to clean it up. But um, but that is an adjustment that's that's fairly easy to make. Um, but these are things you want to you want to you want to check out as you're playing through your etude. Do you want are you going to change the color of the tone? How easily can you change the color of the tone? How easy are the dynamics? How easy is it to create dramatic dynamics? Because, you know, the mouthpiece is creating this great sound, which has got to make everything else easier. 
for you. So, you know, these are the things that I look for as I'm playing because they're very important to me. But, you know, making a list of what's important to you before going into a mouthpiece trial situation um, is probably a good idea as well. <laughs> is your list related to sound or is it related to um, very specific pinpointed things out of your playing? Like, for instance, I want to sound even. I want to sound um, different and different dynamics. Um, I want to sound in tune, you know, or um, will this mouthpiece get me high notes? Will this mouthpiece get me low notes? Those are very specific things. So try to make a list of things that are overarching that will that all relate back to your sound. Um, and granted, I'm probably being I'm probably emphasizing sound um, more than in an exaggerated way, but it's that important. Um, so I hope this encourages you as you look to your next mouthpiece uh, to number one, really focus on your sound and number two, just be comfortable where your diameter is and make sure you're in a healthy diameter. These are the two most important things. And you know, if you're focusing on your sound and you're sticking within your diameter range, um, you won't really injure yourself, but you'll be free to check out a lot of options and you might surprise yourself that something will work out that you didn't expect to work out. Um, but that's how you find a great mouthpiece that will support you through the best points of your career. Uh, my name is Mary Galimi. Uh, if you've got any questions, you can always uh, reach me through this podcast, uh, through the Dunnaswick app or at maryp at danzer.com. And I'll look forward to going into part two with you on the weeds, looking at specific measurements and what they mean to your mouthpiece choice. Thanks for tuning into the Dunnaswick This Is You podcast. All these discussions are lovingly created to support our listeners on every road and intersection of their musical lives. If you have any subjects you would like us to cover or questions for us, feel free to contact us through the Dennis Wick app. Have a great month, and we look forward to meeting with you soon again.